Bam. There we go. Back at it again with the Lane 8 BMX podcast. And you know what? I got a young man on here. I've known this dude for years. We are from the same state, Minnesota. And uh, we are now both here in Florida. Uh, Trenton Duvall has joined the Lane 8 BMX podcast. And this is my dude. Good to see you again, Trenton. You as well. Glad to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start from the beginning. Uh, when did you get into BMX? Um, my dad did it when he was younger. So when I was about four or five years old, they got me in, into hockey and BMX at the same time. And then for my fifth birthday, I got a race bike and they're like, they pretty much gave me the decision between hockey and BMX. So stuck with racing. Not bad. Well, oof. amazing rider. Okay. So did you, did you progress quickly? Uh, through the ranks as an amateur. How did you do as a kid? So as a kid, and I started in northern Michigan, and the racing scene wasn't, like, very big there or anything. So it wasn't, like, nearly as competitive. And then once I moved to Minnesota, I was, like, I think I was, like, six or seven. I, like, got, like, I think I got most of my intermediate wins in, like, right away. And then they put me on clips. Yeah. You could run clips as like a as a young kid back then. So I got clips, and then when I was seven, I turned to expert. I started I started like racing racing when I was five. So yeah, I was expert by was by the time I was seven. I turned to expert at like it was one of those weekends at Raybines Arena, whereas I think a double pointer on Friday, and then like state qualifier on Saturday, and then like the Redline Cup qualifier triple pointer on Sunday. I turned expert on the on the triple pointer. Damn. Okay, you it's said fun. something we got to talk about because we both know about this barn that we used to race in, Raybonds. Oh yeah. Uh talk to me about what was your first experience with Raybonds because when I came when I moved back home from Orlando, I hit Raybonds and I was like, "Wow. I love this place." So, I mean, I was a a little little kid. I was probably 6 or 7 and I kept I kept going to do the second lap cuz it was practice. And I kept turning into the first turn backwards and all like the big dudes are like yelling at me and like Donnie, Donnie Rivard kept grabbing me and pulling me off my bike because I kept <laughs> riding into the track backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that place, I would have to say from my short time racing at Raybines till it closed when I got back home, all I heard was about the, the history of people riding there and racing yeah. there. It meant a lot to Minnesota BMX. Can you talk to me about that? I mean, ever since I was little, it was like Elise Post, Joey the Bomb, Elliot McGrath, like all Sam Bretheim, all like the, the legends, like they rode a little three straightaway indoor track in negative 40 degrees, like throughout the whole winter. And it was and dusty as hell. <laughs> yeah. And they had to drive over an hour to get there. <laughs> that is so true, man. I loved racing there. I always had some fun. Um. Minnesota, most people don't know. We have a we have a lot of tracks in Minnesota. Yeah, we do. And did you when you were younger, did you hit them all? Did were you was was Jesse and Debbie taking you everywhere? Oh yeah, especially in the summer. My dad was working all the time. So me and my mom were like, all right, time to get our little district points going. So we we're hitting every track as much as we could. Wow. Especially especially the state series yeah. in the summer. What's your favorite track? Okay, outside of Rum River, what's your favorite track in Minnesota? Back when I was really riding there, I would 
during the summer I'd hit Pineview a lot, but right now STMA looks crazy. I would mm. love to ride there more often. Dude, Campbell's killing that thing, isn't he? Yeah. Holy cow. Um, what is it about BMX in Minnesota that you you enjoy the most, and what do you miss now that you're here? I like that you could pull up to like pretty much any track any night of the week, and you'd have at least like five to ten friends there. And everyone's just down to session no matter what. Yeah. yeah, that's probably my favorite part. Like everyone, everyone was just down to ride no matter what. Yeah, I agree. Um, who were you racing against when you were getting older and older? Who were some of the guys that you were racing against? And are they still involved in BMX or is it just you or what's the deal? So when I was younger, it was just me, Zach Tossett, Derek Berg. Um like DJ Stefan, he was probably the best around here when we were younger. And then I got a little bit older is like Jordan Stickley, Zach Barr. I can't really remember. Because like once you get to the or Dylan Riedemann, Taylor Riedemann, but once you got to a certain age, it was just like you just wanted to just do the pro-ams. So it was just you and all like the older dudes anyways. That is funny. That is very true. Um, what were some of the teams that you were riding for? When you were young, so my first team was Chain Reaction. If you remember them at all, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first team, and then that pretty much wound up turning into Mike's Bikes, which was Zach Tossin said Mike he ran that, and then I ran on some like little local team with Austin Walden, and mm-hmm. like all of them. I can't I can't even remember what the name of the team was. I just remember we wore green. We like all it was like us and like Courtney Purcell and like a bunch of other friends for like a season. And then I think I went from that to full tilt pretty quickly when full tilt, when full tilt was like a trophy team, I was like one of the first riders on that team stayed on that for a while. And then I went from full tilt to yes. Wow. So full tilt was your first factory ride. No, Mike's bikes. Mike's bike was how, how was that? How was it to get as a young kid, get on a factory team and, and then start going out? Definitely. Like, it makes you feel really cool when you're a little kid. Like you think you're awesome for <laughs> sure. For sure. Okay. So you went from uh, that to full tilt. How was full tilt with Fritz? Full tilt is awesome. He's still like a big part of like our, just like our family in general. Cause my parents help at full tilt. Like you'll see them working at grands, but they're always like running the full tilt at rum river. It's like Fritz is still like a big part of like, who we talked to in BMX and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when did your family get involved with Full Tilt and, and the bike shop at Rum River? So they started helping vending with Mike's bikes. Oh, so okay. like mid mid two thousands, they like started helping out with bike shops and stuff like that. And then once like Mike's bikes kind of like transformed into Full Tilt, they just kind of rolled over with it because they they uh, ran the. Whenever Tossit wasn't in town, they were running the Mike's bikes at the Raybonds too. Yeah. When did you start going to nationals and how did you do? Were you, do you felt like you were prepared to race from coming from Minnesota? I think my first national, I was like six or seven. I think it was the birthday or it was my seventh birthday. I was seven and intermediate at Rockford. I was just young. I mean, all I remember is crashing <laughs> that weekend. And I just remember like, I just remember honestly just eating a bunch of dessert at like the pit area and playing games with my friends and then 
the track. I just remember like looking at the track and it was the first time I've ever seen soil tack or glue. Yeah. I was like, this is cool. Like I I didn't know what to process. I was like a little kid. I was like, there's a lot of people. The pros are fast, but that was like, that's like my first like initial memory of going to nationals. But as I got like a little bit older, I did a little bit better. I was never like, I was never like winning nationals that much until I was like 11 or 12 ish. I was always just, I just had skill. Cause I just like riding my bike and I didn't, I didn't really care about training and stuff. So I was like a little bit older, yeah. but I always thought I always had like a lot of bike skill and I was good at passing. And then once I like started doing a couple sprints, going to the gym a little bit, yeah. got like a little bit better of a gait. I don't, I never had like a very strong start, but once I started carrying a little bit, I started winning nationals. Definitely when I was younger, I was just more focused on like going to the trails, going to the skate park, riding with my friends, trying to see who could do the coolest line and stuff like that. But it definitely, it definitely helped when it come to racing. Cause then there wasn't many kids my age that could like pull manual certain obstacles or like hit a certain ob- obstacle in a certain way. And then it was definitely like the advantage on the race. When did you get on? Yes. I can't remember the, I think it was around 2017. Yeah. Roughly around that year. I wasn't riding for full tilt. And then I went to, I remember I went to Louisville because it's like the first time since I was like a little kid. I think it was like one of my first races ever, not on a team. So I was wearing like a button up flame shirt that was just like flapping in the wind. (laughs) I remember I did like pretty good that weekend with just like no Jersey and stuff. And then yeah, like by grands, grands time, they hit me up. I was like, when I was on full tilt, I ha- already had a yes for him. And I was like, I was like already in love with that bike. And I've ridden fly racing gear since I was seven years old. So I was like, the only way I'll ever ride for another team is if I can ride a yes for him and work fly gear. Nice. And then, and then yes hit me up. So I was like, can be better than that. <laughs> okay. You mentioned grands. So how's your record at grands? How have you done? How have I done at grands? Yeah. Man, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've won open once, which is cool, but I've gotten fifth in semis a million times. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah that's about where I stand at Grands, is fifth in semis. Are you telling me that Trenton Duvall has never made the main at Grands? In class, I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm no. blown away right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. Holy cow. What kind of rider would you consider yourself more skilled in power? Oh, for sure. Everyone that knows me knows that. Yeah, I know. I had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How has your season gone so far? Have you, have you been racing? I know that you've had some concussions because of crashes. Can, yeah. you, talk, can you talk to me about that? How, how are you doing? I've been racing all this year, but mostly, I mean, yeah, concussions have like definitely made me not take racing like as serious anymore but the past like year and a half i've been dealing with back stuff and i keep going in and it's just like not improving at all so i've been going to mail clinic recently and still just not seeing any progress it's it's super annoying wow. so that's just definitely yeah i haven't been able to like get on my bike really other like once in a while i'll go like put on flats and just kind of like manual around or like jumps and doubles but i'm not out there to like do gates or anything like that how did you hurt your back if you don't mind me asking they said it was just over time because i broke my femur a long time ago so my right leg was like a little bit shorter and then like 
made my pelvis shift and stuff. And then there's like, this is like two bulging discs and a chip vertebrae and like arthritis throughout my back. And I just can't like ride or really do anything without like intense pain. It's super annoying. Yeah. I miss like, I don't even really like think about the racing aspect that much anymore. I just miss like being able to go to the track and like do cool stuff. You ended up moving to Florida. What was, what did that decision come? Cause I remember when we were talking, you would, you would say you lived in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would say, well, what's it like? I said, wait till you get your first winter and you'll, you'll be like, okay, why did I take this long? To yeah. Move to Florida? I could not live in the Midwest, but Lisa and Drew Motley that they, they run like, they ran like, yes, when I was on it and stuff like that. And they do housing appraisals. So they're like, just get it like a two year degree at a community college and then move to Florida and work for us. So it's literally just that I was like, all right, say less. The second I got my two year degree, I packed my stuff up and moved to Florida. Holy cow. Did you, are you, are you still down by them or are you in Jacksonville? I'm in Daytona. I live like five minutes from them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Cause I see you all the time in Jack. I see pictures of you in Jacksonville all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always all over the place. Yesterday I was in the hot tub and it was like, five or six p.m. and i just looked at my friends and said, you you guys want to drive two and a half hours to tampa right now and i was and they're just like all right so i got back from tampa about like two two thirty in the morning not bad yeah so how do you yeah. like daytona oh i love it because it's like daytona is pretty low-key there's not a lot of traffic but there's also stuff to do and then if you want to like if you want to go deal with like a busier city it's like an hour to jacksonville yeah. 45 minutes to St. Augustine, hour to Orlando, hour to Melbourne, two and a half hours to Tampa, three to Miami. So you, like, if you really wanted to do, like, literally anything in the state at any time, you could just go do it that day. So I got to ask you this, because this is what I still get from Minnesota people all the time. You yeah. amazed of my DMs. Watch this. Uh, Trenton, do they still ask you, are you coming back home? Oh, all the time. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come home. I'll come home for like three days at a time. That's yeah, about it. Yeah. Still like, <laughs> and if I'm coming home during the winter, it's only for Christmas, and I'm not leaving my parents' house. And I I have to have a heater in the room and a humidifier because like going back from down here and like going back to dry air, it, yeah. I didn't know how bad it like affected you. When you're at home in Minnesota, if you if you go to the track, do you get a lot of questions about Florida? Yeah, I went to the track. I was back for Easter. Oh, okay. I went to the track and like ran into a lot of people and they're just asking. Everyone's like, where's your bike? I'm like, I wasn't going to fly my bike home for Easter. Yeah. But Makes I don't sense. know. It was cool going to Rum River and like just walking around and like not having my bike and seeing just a lot of people and talking to them. Hanging out at Full Tilt? Yeah. Marcus was stoked to see me. Shout out, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did an interview with I listened. He mentioned uh, me on it. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> um, how's mom and dad doing? They're good. They just like they just hang out with the corgis. None of the kids live at home anymore, so they're really just chilling. Not as much to worry about anymore. And your sister moved down to uh, Tulsa, right? Yeah, she was with that Justin dude who works at USA BMX. He's all right. Okay. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me this. Outside of the track, what do you do? Because I know, I know for a while you were in a band, right? Yeah, I'm still, I'm working on another one again, but at the end of May, I'm doing like merch for a band 
we're gonna go like all around the country and stuff so that'll be like my first time like fully touring the u.s which will be fun and that's like low pressure because i just have to like just set up their merch and just hang out and sell their shirts and they're like they're like my closest friends in music right now so that'll be awesome to get that experience that band sounds like just radio rock like chevelle and deftones stuff like that yeah yeah. it'll be cool but yeah i have like some projects i'm working on both my roommates have projects they're working on i'm excited to put that stuff out do you think you'll be another lead singer of a group uh yeah yeah i already am it's like all recorded and stuff oh shit are you serious yeah do you think that you'll get back to racing at all yeah i think so i mean I reclass to amateur, so it's feel like no matter what, I can. I don't think I'll be like winning that class by any means, but I'll be at least at least in in the mix to like try to shake it up. Yeah, that's fun. That's still like a lot of fun to me if I can pull up and like kind of get through, get through the pack and make some passes. Yeah, that's still like the best part to me. Not bad. Talk to me about your pro experience. Was it what you thought it would be? I'm not going to lie. I really only turned up because when they they took away 1927X, like 1927 was like, I could have just done that forever because I was like, that was like so fun to me. But they took away 1927 in like the first few races of the year for 2125. They're only like having like one rack. And I was like, I'm not really trying to like travel the country to like go go to a national. And there's just one rack of people to race like like the best my favorite part about racing was like pulling up and there would be like quarterfinals and semis like and you just get to like it's a it's a lot of pressure and and it's mostly all your friends so you get to just talk smack to your friends like that that's like the best part like me and luke already or like just like any of our other friends are just yelling at each other and like saying like the worst things possible to each other and that that's that's what made it way more fun nick dawson yeah like <laughs> but i was like there's no like intensity or pressure like that if you're gonna just like have seven riders total for the weekend. So I turned up in Phoenix. I don't think I made any of the mains, but like the racing, the racing felt very similar to 1927. Just like the coolest part was if you made semis and got like fifth or sixth, you got your money back, which yeah. felt, that's kind of nice. It, it made it a lot more less salty getting semi. Um, what are you doing for a living now? I work for Drew and Lisa doing appraisals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you like that? What and, and what exactly is that? Pretty much the banks will like they're gonna give a loan out to someone buying a house and they want you to tell them exactly how much the house is worth so that you don't loan more than what the house is worth. Yeah. Because they weren't really checking that before, and that's how the housing market crashed. So yeah, you just compare you you compare like the subject to like multiple other properties and you just get like you you plug it into like a whole form and then you'll you'll figure out like a number that you want to give to the bank. Yeah. You just send that back to them. How is it working for Drew Model? If you've ever talked to him at the track, he's like a man of few words and he's very laid back and chill. And that's actually how he is. <laughs> like he's just he's so chill. It's awesome. Okay, that was my <laughs> next freaking question. Is he really that quiet? Because that yes. dude is quiet like a church mouse, man. No, yeah, he is. Oh my goodness, dude. He's an assassin on the track and quiet as hell. Yeah. If you want to get him talking, like we'll be in the van going to a race and just turn on some like 80s metal or something like that. And then he knows he knows all the facts about it. 
So how was the how was the team? I know that you guys had there was an issue with yes. Because I had talked to Drew at the Okehele National. I think it was that. No, it was the state race. And it, are they? Are you guys still riding? How, how's that going? Let me put it that way. I, I don't know many of the details because I just haven't been like at the track that much. But yeah. I got the jerseys. They look cool. But all I know is I think the people who own all the the materials at the factory that was called Yes, I think they still own all the materials and they're just changing the name to hydrogen and just making like a new frame for it. Well, then you just told me the name. So I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Drew is like, I think Drew and Josh and them were wearing the jerseys at the, like the, the latest national drew might have a frame already. I can't remember if that's out yet. Did he go to Tulsa? Oh uh, no, he went to Atlanta. Uh, so where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Trenton Duval. The next five to ten years, I don't know. <laughs> I usually I like I'm just like a spur of the moment type person. Like I just go day by day, and like if something like chaotic comes up, that's kind of like the route I'm taking. Yeah, and just yeah. like I just like the like right now is the time to like be young and just kind of live your life. Especially if you don't have like anyone tying you down or like holding you back, it's really nice. But in five to ten years, hopefully, it just I, f- I hope I'm doing stuff in like the music industry still and at least like me or like I hope I already know like some of my close friends are going to be like very very successful and I hope I get to be a part of that with them but it, when it comes to racing I would still like to be like coaching and working with kids yeah. and maybe doing stuff at Woodward because when I worked at Woodward that stuff was that stuff was awesome but still like even just doing clinics and teaching teaching new kids how to do clinics which would be cool because a lot of times when i'm like helping kids here like i have like i'll get like a little helper that helps me and they can they can see how i help people kind of like what elliot did to me because elliot when he was doing stuff for style industries he would have me be like 11 or 12 come out and like be his little like demonstration person and then that's how i got into doing clinics and i feel like that's really important to like extend extend your knowledge to like the youth yeah yeah would you consider yourself a bmx lifer bmx lifer yeah for sure like i'll i'll go to daytona like every few weeks and like there's like li- there's literally like four like 12 foot jumps down last year they're just tiny little jumps but like i'll put on my flats and my helmet no gloves and like i'll just go throw whips down last straight and i'm like i'm like i can just like put in the bare minimum effort and like still have so much fun on my bike like I'm always going to love, I'm always going to love like pulling my bike out and going to the track, even if it's at like five to 10% of like what I used to do. Were you surprised when you got down here about how nice the tracks are down here? I remember first time traveling really, really, really far for a race. I think I was like seven expert and I went to Oldsmar and I've always been obsessed with Florida since then. And then like the old transit race series, they always had Florida, like a lot of NBO Florida races on it. And it, it like displayed the Florida race scene as like just crazy. And the tracks are amazing. And it was like very competitive. So I remember finding a, a thing from like sixth or seventh grade. And it was like a little time capsule thing that they give you and you graduate. But it was like, my main goal in life is to like move to Florida and ride all the BMX tracks. And that was, that was funny to see. I think the thing that blew my mind when I got back down here was the amount of pros 
that live here and are moving here. Yeah, I feel like everyone's coming here. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, you go to Orlando and you've got all pros from all over the world. Yeah, same with Tampa. Yep, yep, Tampa definitely. Josh McLean's over there. You got uh, Jeremy Smith, Will Grant. You got all kinds. Cam Larson is over there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kim and, and like Felicia Stancil moved there as well. Kim and? Yeah. At least yeah. at least he was staying there for a minute. I don't I don't know the details on yeah. all that. Yeah, but yeah. he was definitely there for a minute. Family and friends are very important. That's what I notice in your Instagram. Family yeah, and yeah. friends are very important to you. Talk to me about that. I feel like that has to, a lot to do with just like people are always coming and going out of the sport. So like it, it definitely made me cherish the people that like are still around because even like a lot of the times people will leave the sport and you'll literally never hear from them again. But like it's always really sick when like your friends like fade out of the sport, but they still like stay prominent. So like every, someone you talk to every day and that makes me appreciate that a lot about them or like on the music scene as well. It's basically the same exact concept for the music scene. Like people are coming and going out of there, but like a lot of those people that you meet are like someone who is going to like check in on you no matter what throughout like your entire life or like they're going to talk to you every single day. And like just running into those people that are like, care enough to be there for you every day is like it's crazy and like that resonates a lot with me and that's something i try to put back into my friends as well uh mom and dad how often do you see them not enough yeah i used to see them like quite a bit more when i first moved down here flights were a lot cheaper back then but as of like right now i've only been seeing them over like the major holidays or like if i get lucky enough to like go to a race and they they have that weekend off too i'll see them but i would like to I wish I could see them a lot more. I miss them and the dogs a lot. Who do you see as a hot new rider coming up? Marcus, for sure. He's an yes. animal. <laughs> Dude, he is amazing, isn't he? Once he gets like, once he like realizes how good he is, because he still like sees everyone at the track and he's like, oh, this dude, that dude. I'm like, dude, like if you just get a gate and just like focus on your own lap, you'll be fine every single time. He likes to, he likes to like compare himself a lot which I don't think he should be doing. Yeah. Isn't it crazy to see him from when he was a kid and he started and now you're looking at him on the national scene and that dude is just a transformation, like a mother hub. Yeah. I knew it was coming though. Other than Marcus around that same time period, one of my favorite riders in BMX in general is Ethan Popovich. Yeah. Ever since he was like a little kid, like when it comes to like having skill and style, like he's unmatched in that age, age bracket. He's riding for DK now, isn't he? Yeah, it's awesome. It looks great on him. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing rider, dude. Lots of skill. Lots of skill. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. We're going to let you go, man, because I know you're busy. I just want to say thank you, Trent. I will always stay in contact with you. You know, every once in a while, I always drop you a little note to see what you're up to. Yeah, uh, we still be talking. Yeah, yes, we do. Um, I just want to say thank you for giving me the time uh, to to talk to you and see what's going on. And I'll give it a month or so, and I'll hit you back up and see what's going on with you. I'm down. Thank you. You got it, bro. Take care.